This is the Birth Village Podcast. Welcome back to the Birth Village Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Brower, and today I am joined by Trisha Baird, who is here to tell us all about oxytocin. And I am so excited for you guys to hear all of this information and facts that we have to share because oxytocin is crazy important, not just during pregnancy, not just during birth, but just throughout our entire lives. It has so much to do with everything. So I'm, yeah, I'm pretty excited to be talking about this today. Before we dive in, I just wanted to ask you guys to do me a quick favor. Give us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening on. This really helps us grow our show and continue to provide you guys with all of this content that we're putting out there. Also, if you would, please take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your Instagram just to tell all your friends what you're listening to. Tag us in it so we can give you a shout out and let us know what part you found the most interesting. Just in case you don't know how to write a rating or give a review, go over and check out our Instagram because we have a post all about how to do it. Okay, let's jump into oxytocin. Trish. Yes. Thanks for coming back today. Morgan, I'm so excited to be here. I have put so much thought and intention into this podcast, but I do want to preface that I am not an expert on anything other than myself. And (laughs) (laughs) I, um, I'm not a a chemist. I'm, I didn't go to school for this. So just so everybody knows, I, all of the research that I've done has been very intentional about what I want people to know about oxytocin in their body because everybody has oxytocin Mm -hmm. flowing through their body. The more, the better. Yeah. And in this podcast, I want to help people understand how they can get higher levels of that, not only during pregnancy, labor, delivery, and breastfeeding, but through their whole life. Yeah. And so I think people need to understand what oxytocin is to really go, oh yeah, I'm going to be more intentional about that. So oxytocin, it's a hormone. Yeah. Okay. We're all releasing hormones in our bodies at different times of the month, at different times in our life cycles, really more here, less there. So that is a wild mystery to me. And you know, <laughs> there's doctors that can help you with all of your hormone <laughs> questions, but well, that's men and women alike. This is everybody true. has hormones. Yes. Yes. And I highly recommend understanding where your body is at because I truly believe our body runs better when our homo- hormones are more in balance Yeah, and they are actually doing what we need because these hormones help in every aspect of your life. Um, the way you sleep, the, what things you crave to eat, um, how you decide to live your life. Like they're very, very important. And do you think that knowing about your hormones can help you? Like these things are going to happen whether you know about them or not. Yes. Why is it good to know about them? Well, I, I think I keep saying that word intentional because when you understand something or when you think about it or put some intention on it, mm-hmm. it's going to work better for you. Your body is going yeah. to understand it more because your brain understands it more. Mm-hmm. And our brain is very, very powerful. So powerful. <laughs> it can make or break any situation, whether we want it to or not. Right. It's so powerful. In fact, I will add this. Did you know that 
every mammal that does not know how to swim, I'm talking about animals and humans, <laughs> right? Yeah. That gets thrown into a body of water. Remember, these things don't know how to swim, mm -hmm. us being one of those things. Every mammal other than a human would be able to learn how to swim and get to safety. Really? And save themselves. But a human... Has their brain. brain gets in the way. Yeah. <gasps> our brain will tell us, you can't swim. You can't swim. You're going to drown. There's sharks coming right now. You're going <laughs> to drown. Because our brain what? knows so much, too much sometimes. Oh, my god. That our instincts cannot jump in and save us. And yeah. I see this a lot in childbirth. When a mom's brain will not let go. And I, I'm not calling anybody out on this. Trust me, I'm not. <laughs> because I felt that in some of my own labor and deliveries and why I did specific things or why my body wouldn't do the specific things. The more I know now, I think back at my birth experiences and go, oh, it's because I was telling myself I didn't want to do that or yeah. something was going on in the room that I didn't like. So mm -hmm. I was just like, nope, not today. You know, so um, we are very, our brains are very, very powerful in the negative sometimes. So when we put an intention on understanding how important our knowledge is, but also understanding how amazing our bodies are and to trust yeah. our bodies to do what it's physiologically ready and willing to do, then magic happens. Yeah. Not even magic. Real life happens. <laughs> <laughs> what we're created to do. And this is what is so cool about this hormone oxytocin. Mm-hmm. It creates everything that we need in a labor delivery and breastfeeding journey. Yeah. But are we going to let our brain have it? Yeah. Are we? Or are we going to get in the way? Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, let's talk a little bit let's about it. Let's dig in. Okay. So, so oxytocin is a natural hormone that manages key aspects of the female and male reproductive systems, including labor and delivery and lactation as well as aspects of human behavior. Your hypothalamus, oh man, see, I told you I wasn't, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not good. This is why I could never be a doctor, um, makes oxytocin, but the posterior pituitary gland stores and releases it into your bloodstream. Okay? okay. So those are the parts of the brain where it's being made and being stored. Okay. So this cool hormone, um, oxytocin, it's being released in our bodies only when our bodies are accepting of it. So the coolest thing that I found in this research was um, we have receptors that are open and willing to accept this hormone when it's being released. Mm -hmm. And sometimes our receptors are not open and ready. So this is why when a woman goes in to get an induction and gets Pitocin, sometimes her receptors are not ready to accept the Pitocin because oh. we all, well, most of us know that Pitocin and oxytocin is the exact chemical makeup, right? But because they're being released differently in our body and also the receptors are the ones that are taking them in, then we get a different outcome sometimes. Wow. Now you can talk to a hundred different women that got induced and probably 75 to 80% of them are going to say it was fine. Everything went great. But those other 20% are going to say, yeah, my body didn't do it. I got termed with failure to progress. Yeah. You know, my body just wasn't ready and willing to do what it needed to do. 
So um, this is why is because the receptors were not willing to take it in. Huh. Um, so Rachel Reed, she is a author, midwife, teacher. She um, she wrote the book Reclaiming Childbirth as a Rite of Passage, one of my very favorite books to read, not only on pregnancy and childbirth, but on just woman, just yeah. how our bodies work and how we can accept our bodies. But anyway, she said that first-time moms have less receptors already because their body hasn't done this yet. Hmm. So this is usually why a first-time mom takes so much longer to have her baby. Yeah. Because her receptors are not accepting the oxytocin that's being dumped out of her brain into her bloodstream to make her have contractions. So this is usually why a first-time mom will labor for a couple of days. Well, I'm not saying usual, but it can happen. It can happen for sure. And typically doesn't happen on a mom on her you know, second, third, fourth baby. Yeah. Because she already has these receptors in place. So the question is, how do we get these receptors open and willing yeah. and ready? So it just depends on who you talk to. <laughs> just kidding. So there's actually parts on our body that stimulate these receptors to be ready and willing to Except, I guess, um, there are different parts of our body. Now we all know sex, right? Yeah. People say, oh, just have sex. You'll have a baby. Oh, you'll definitely go into labor. Just have more sex. So the reason why people think that is because, well, going back to, there's so many things that people think that puts you into labor, but guess what? I always tell my clients oxytocin. It's (laughs) the only thing. Yeah. So what is going to make oxytocin? happen happen in your body yeah um what's gonna what's it gonna be tell your brain to release the oxytocin now sex would be probably number one but only if you're down for it right (laughs) if you're having sex just because oh i just want to go into labor it's probably not going to work it's not going to release the oxytocin the same way yeah yeah oxytocin is the love hormone for a reason you don't release it unless there's love and trust and comfort and calm happening in, in your environment so you can't just have sex to have sex okay (laughs) but there are these receptors are there's a lot of them in our cervix so when it's getting stimulated obviously through sex then hopefully those receptors will open up and if oxytocin is being released that will hopefully give us some contractions yeah but it doesn't always happen sure just like eating spicy food doesn't always put you into labor (laughs) right but there are receptors in our mouths as well so this is why kissing, you know, when you're on that first date and you finally got to kiss the partner, person or boy or whoever you're with <laughs> and you just felt so happy and excited. Uh-huh. That was oxytocin. Yeah. Okay? So there's a lot of receptors in our mouths. This is why kissing is so fun because we feel good and it makes us feel happy. That's oxytocin, kids. <laughs> and also eating delicious food. You're just like, oh, this is so good. Yeah. If you love spicy food. Oh, you love it. But if you hate spicy food, it's probably not going to help you. Yeah, it's just going to make for a lot of heartburn later, (laughs) ladies. (laughs) When you're nine months pregnant. Especially when you're pregnant. Oh, girls. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably not going to be the thing that releases the oxytocin because that's the only thing that's going to put us into labor is the oxytocin. So um, our mouths and also there's um, receptors on the top of our head. So getting a head massage or down the sides of our legs, down the sides of our arms. And this is something that I learned just through this research, obviously. I mean, these are things that are common knowledge to me as a doula. 
the first thing I do when I walk into a labor space, I try to witness for a little bit, at least five to 10 minutes. I want to watch her have some contractions without me just to see how she's coping with them. Yeah. If I can already right away see something, I will jump right in. But usually I just want to be just a calm presence there and just wait and see. But I would say nine times out of 10, the first thing I do is I touch her shoulders and I tell her to calmly breathe and relax. And then I rub my hands down her arms. And these are receptor sites. So usually she will say, that feels so good. Yeah. And I say, I know you're doing so well. And so then I reinforce all of what she's been doing before I got there. And then, you know, we continue to do this for hours and hours and hours. (laughs) Well, and that's why uh, doula support is beneficial because it raises your oxytocin, which helps your labor progress. Exactly. And not only does it help your labor progress, but it helps like your whole body perform its functions because of the increase of oxytocin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's called the doula effect, actually. There's research behind the doula effect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when I have clients that are, that I've been at multiple births with, Mm -hmm. so many of them, I have the same release when I walk into the room in their birth space. Yeah. They just say, you're here. And they just start crying. Like just this automatic, like, okay, this is real. She's here. I know exactly what she's going to do and say, because it's going to be just like the last one. And I'm going to do this. And it's not me. I just showed up. Yeah. But it's, it's her mind telling her it's okay. You can do this. Look, look at all the support. Look at what you've created here. Yeah. You're so powerful. And I'm just a little reminder in the room. I don't even have to tell her that, but her brain already knows that. Yeah. And so right there, that surrender that she has, we talked about that before Mm -hmm. in the physiological episode, which was so good, but we have to surrender to this process. Yeah. And that's how the oxytocin is going to continue to be released. Awesome. Yeah. So also, um, Oxytocin, the hormone, is a neurotransmitter, which means um, that it's always on a continuous loop, okay? Mm -hmm. So it's not just one that just gets released into your body and then it's done. As long as those receptors are willing and ready for it, it will continue to release. It's like on a continuous loop. So this is the beautiful thing about oxytocin versus pitocin, which we all know is the the bag that gets hooked into your arm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I just want to make sure everyone understands the difference because (laughs) believe it or not, the bag in the hospital does say oxytocin on it. Yeah. It does not say Pitocin, which I just recently learned that it's, it's it's mind boggling to me, but it is the same chemical makeup. So I think that's why they can call it oxytocin. Okay. But because it's not being released the same way, it doesn't deserve to get that name. In fact, in some of this research I found, there's like oxytocin parties that some people have, like raves and stuff. And they they spray oxytocin spray, which whatever it is, what? I don't know what it is. Yeah, they like spray it into the air and it, they believe that it's like giving them this beautiful, positive, happy effect. And so like when you're sad and feeling gloomy, you go to an oxytocin party and yeah, they're happening in New York and stuff. But it's that's actually wow, <laughs> I, not okay. the way that it works. But I think it's great that these people are finding a different way to you know have fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, uh, what was I saying? Oh, because it's this continuous loop being fed into your system. Yeah, when your body is ready for it, um, women all the time. Oh, I was comparing the two different 
Pitocin in the hospital, it's continuously just flowing into your body. Yeah. Um, you, you, your body can't stop it because it's on a, a drip system. Yeah. And every hour protocol says to up it by two, as long as baby's looking okay. And so every hour your Pitocin will be upped by one to two numbers. Okay. They started out at a two. The highest number you can get in the hospital is 20. So I don't know exactly if that's like 20 drips per hour or whatever, but this number is raising as long as you're getting this induction. Hmm. Now they don't only use it as for induction too. They sometimes will use it to help labors move along where when a woman comes into the hospital, maybe her water's broken, her contractions are just pretty sporadic and not really doing what it needs to do in their opinion Mm -hmm. right away. Then they will give her Pitocin to give her more contractions, you know, continuous consistent contractions is what they believe you know, we'll bring a baby faster. Is that true? Well, yeah, of course that's true. But we don't need fake oxytocin to do that for us. When because, we have the real stuff. Right. If we can promote it. Exactly. Yeah, so it's about learning how to release this oxytocin and not only release it, but to let our receptors accept it in. So um, when a woman is in a ph- physiological labor pattern and she goes into the hospital, and this happens a lot with women, they'll be in like this great labor pattern at home and she'll just be laboring and laboring for hours. And then they decide that it's time to go in and they get to the hospital and things just like almost stop. (laughs) And she's like, I promise I was having attractions. And I say, I believe you. Yeah. hundred percent. But because our physiological pattern gets interrupted by getting into a vehicle, driving for however long, getting out of the vehicle, walking into a very large building into very long hallways. And our brain starts firing with all of the fear and the, oh, what's going to happen? What are they going to say to me? Are they going to believe that I'm in labor? You know, the bright lights. Because they're already scared of getting turned away. Yes. Because maybe they already have or they know that that happens. Yes. So this is when our brain takes over and our body says... Uh, see ya. I'm gonna take a little nap because yeah. your brain is just not working well right now. Yeah, because we we have inserted fear, unknown, new people. So well, your your instincts are saying, "Oh, this doesn't feel safe, so we're just gonna put a pause on this." Yes, yeah, and it's our body shutting down for safety because we and don't lack of trust. oxytocin. <laughs> yeah, because we don't trust this environment because huh. the oxytocin only comes through love and trust. This is why, you know, we can get it with our partner when we're being intimate or happiness. You know, it's just so easy to get in a very sacred, um, comfortable, safe space. Yeah. This is why labor sometimes will stall out in the hospital. So don't worry, ladies that are heading to the hospital. We have all of the cures for this. But it, it's just going to take some time. Yeah. So I used to just, just be aware. Yeah. Before I really figured this out as a doula, I would just say, yeah, just let me know when you need me at the hospital. But now I really try to show up with them. Oh, just to give them that little bit extra calmness and oxytocin and health yeah. and the yeah, doula just, effect. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just make sure that they know exactly what's going on. I call the nurse by name. The, this is a friend to me. I know her. Don't worry. I've worked with her before. She's great. She's going to do everything we need her to do. Yeah. She's going to, 
give your doctor the information. Oh, don't worry. Yeah. We just need to get that belt on you the right way. Everything's fine. Don't be worried about this, you know, because we don't want her brain to take over and get scared Mm -hmm. because I've watched it many times. We just have to reset and it takes hours sometimes at the hospital. Yeah. So as soon as we get admitted in the hospital, the first thing I do is start filling up the tub because that's where usually I feel like this pattern can come back. She feels calm, comfortable, being very taken care of by not only me, but her partner. And I get the nurse on board like, oh, if we could just get the IV placed when she's in the bathtub where she's a little bit more calm, you know, so that these interruptions don't have to stop this labor, you know, because, yeah, well, first of all, we don't want Pitocin. Mm -hmm. And second of all, I know that her body is able to do this as long as we can get her brain on board. So just these little things here and there to... I guess, protect the oxytocin flow or to what? Make sure that it doesn't stop. Like yeah, just make sure that, like I said, her brain doesn't, out of fear, turn her body cycle off Yeah, and just keep it going. Like, you're okay. You are safe. Do you know how many times I say that in a labor? Even at a home birth, you're safe. You're in the right place. I learned this from a midwife, by the way. Just watching her continue to tell her client, you're you're in the right place. Your body knows exactly what to do. Your baby is safe. You're safe. And just continuing to remind her that. So her subconscious brain believes that. Uh-huh. And sometimes I even say it to have her say it, you know, like I am safe. I am healthy. My baby is healthy. And in my class, in my childbirth class that I teach, I talk about relaxation every single week. Right. Because it's so important. It's so vital to everything. Yes, knowledge is power and we want all the, we want to know the procedures and everything like that. But when we can train our brain to relax in any situation and we can have these trigger messages like you're safe, everything's fine, you know exactly what to do. And we've been telling our subconscious mind this for the last uh, three months, at least. I hope we have three months be- of training our brain yeah. to be okay. Um, then it just kicks right in and then it allows her body to do exactly what it needs to do. Because like we learned in Michelle's episode, our body's going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> it knows just what to do. Yeah. You know, um, but we really do need to be left alone a little bit for that to happen. Mm-hmm. This podcast is supported by Funkit Wellness. Funkit is a woman-owned menstrual health company that strives to provide education on women's health issues. Menstrual education is essential to understanding your body and how to communicate with it. They believe in using food as medicine, which I personally love. Our bodies are more efficient at processing nutrients from real food, which is why seed cycling is so effective at supporting a healthy hormone cycle. If you're experiencing mood swings, cramps, hormonal acne, irregular periods, or even if you have hormones, hint, that's you, you could benefit from seed cycling. And Funkit Wellness has amazing quality and makes taking food-based vitamins very easy and straightforward. But not only that, they have tons of free information, recipes to incorporate seeds into your diet, and resources to start becoming an expert on your own cycle. Use the code BIRTHVILLAGE for 20% off your order. And for a limited time, you can get a free hard copy cycle journal with your order. That's Funkit Wellness and use code BIRTHVILLAGE for 20% off. This podcast is partnered with Tubby Todd. Tubby Todd is all about good, clean fun for the whole family. 
It was created with sensitive skinned babies in mind and each product works hard to nourish, hydrate, and gently soothe skin from head to toe. One of my personal favorite Tubby Todd products is their all over ointment. This is a balm for everything. A rich creamy ointment made from plant-based ingredients like colloidal oatmeal, jojoba esters, and camellia leaf extract to naturally moisturize and soothe sensitive skin. If your family suffers from eczema, rough patches, redness, dry skin, or other irritation, all over ointment is for you. But that's not all. Tubby Todd has so many amazing products for you to check out. When you purchase your Tubby Todd products through the link in our Instagram bio, you will get 10% off your purchase or 15% if you buy anything this week, February 6th through the 12th of 2023. To receive this discount, you must check out using the link in our bio. So what are you waiting for? Check out Tubby Todd today. You know, so, so let me ask you real quick. You said we don't want Pitocin, right? So we're, we're, well, and maybe some people do and that's fine, but (laughs) why we're talking about this is because we're trying to avoid getting Pitocin because our body can handle it. So can you address why it's better to let your body handle it if you can? Well, yeah, when your body is doing something naturally on its own, the outcome is going to be better. There's going to be way less trauma to your body and your baby's body. So when we add the Pitocin, it's forcing. It's like us saying, no, we know better. Yeah. And us meaning your medical professionals surrounding you. We know better. We know what to do here. Just let us do it. We're going to just pump this in your body. Don't worry. We can get this baby out. Yeah. And I've had doctors literally call me like, why won't she do this? And I'm like, well, (laughs) let me just teach you something about a woman's body. I told the doctor this once. A woman's brain is directly linked to her cervix. And he just was like, and I was like, well, you called me. So do you want, (laughs) do you want to know this or not? You asked me. Do you want to support her or not? Yeah. Because if you want to support her, you're going to go in there and tell her she can do it. And then her body will do it. But if you continue to go in there and tell her you're going to need Pitocin, you, if we could put, you'd have your baby in your arms right now. You can't do this. Yeah. It's taking too long. Her brain is going to believe you. And guess what? Her body will not do what it really needs to do because her brain is like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah. Michelle talked about that too. Turning off the prefrontal cortex. Yeah. Yeah. So we just have to continue to remind them you can do this. You are amazing. Your body knows just what to do. Yeah. Here, let me put this hot towel on you so that you can be more comfortable, you know? And then then all the oxytocin even more is like, oh, yes, that feels so good. Thank you so much for doing that. Yeah. And just like the massage down her back or a specific pressure point, she just feels so comforted and taken care of when she's being <laughs> taken care of. Yeah. In a very calm, loving, compassionate way versus here, let me yeah. just do this for you. Nope, you got to get this in your arm. You know, yeah. like it, imagine, hello. It, it's just it's common sense to me. Yeah, but it's just because I I see both sides, meaning home and hospital births a lot, and I witness what a midwife does when a labor does stall out. You know, she doesn't have the option to give them pitocin. Yeah, she has an amazing ability to help them understand they're safe, and, and it can often have the same effect. Yeah, totally. Totally. So, so, so that's why we don't want Pitocin. And then you sort of started talking about how we can go about not needing it, like training your brain. Yeah. So let's go back into that. What kinds of things can we do 
to train our brains to better receive oxytocin or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. So I was listening to this YouTuber and I loved what he had to say. He wasn't talking at all about birth. He was just talking about oxytocin because all mammals Uh, have oxytocin and it is the love hormone. It's the the love and trust and everything hormone. So why would we not want more of it? Which is why this is our Valentine's Day episode, by the way, the love hormone. (laughs) I love it. Okay. So how do I raise my oxytocin? Number one, you ladies get your pens out. Ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Okay. (laughs) I am ready with pen in hand. (laughs) I was literally laughing so hard during watching him talk about all these things because I was like, oh my gosh, this is totally what I teach. But okay. So the first thing is play calm, relaxing music. Great. Yeah. Whatever. And is that not the first thing that you do when you want to feel better? Mm -hmm. When you're having a bad day and you have to clean the kitchen they're like, oh, I'm just going to turn on something good and I'm going to be like jamming to it. I have to cook dinner, but I'm going to have this music playing. Or when you want to be intimate with your partner, yep. the best way to set the mood, music. play the love mix. Yeah, <laughs> get that music going, girls. Okay, um, the next thing he talks about is sincere listening. So having your partner there and having a conversation with them and them sincerely listening to you and not cutting in and saying, Oh, I totally know what you mean. Oh, I have this experience. But they actually sit back and listen. Oxytocin is just release, release, release because you're being listened to and it's sincere and it's everybody wants to be listened to. Yeah. So be a good listener, guys. (laughs) Okay. The next thing he said was meditation and meditation looks different for everyone, but he specifically said being in a very comfortable place that you love that's either outdoors or in your bedroom, wherever you want, but specifically listening to something good and doing a breath work. So eight seconds in, 10 seconds out, which is the breath work that I teach in my class, but I don't get super crazy about the specific seconds. Sure. But when you are focusing on your breath and really taking it in long, deep breaths and releasing even longer out breaths, Mm -hmm. it just relaxes your body. Hmm. So... A relaxed body is able to produce more oxytocin. Right. Um, he The next one he said was social media, which I don't know if I agree with that. H- however, <laughs> sometimes you can get on social media and get super hyped about something like yeah. you read someone's comment that they made on your post. Like I think that's more of a dopamine release, but um, I do think it could have a negative effect if you're seeing something that you don't necessarily like. So my number one advice to anyone on social media that looks at it every single day unfollow anyone who doesn't make you feel good about yourself (laughs) yeah you don't need it why 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 are you looking at that person why are you reading their comments if it's making you unhappy yeah just turn it off yeah so I think that he says that in a way of like you're only listening to or looking at very positive things sure I like that uh the next one is spend time with someone that you love So obviously we already talked about that sincere listening, but just being in the same room with someone, Mm -hmm. I do this all the time to my husband. I feel so bad (laughs) for him sometimes, but it's very hormonal certain times of the month when he like, he works from home, but he works out. We have a shop in the back that he works in. Mm -hmm. So he's not really at home, but he's kind of there. So, um, sometimes I'll just go out and be like, I need full attention on me right now. And he's like, Oh my gosh, babe, I'm trying to do this. I'm like, I'm telling you, I'm telling you what I need right now. It's, yeah. It's so relatable. It hurts. <laughs> he's like, okay, well grab a tool and start doing this with me. I'm like, that's not the type of, that's not what I'm talking about. I need 100% attention on me. And he's mm-hmm. like, Oh wow. Okay. 
But I mean, we've been married for 28 years, so I can say things like this and it's okay. We understand <laughs> each other, but it's true. Spending time with someone you love. That's why being like around my grandsons, their pure love that they show to me is like nothing else, mm-hmm. you know, like it's so genuine and beautiful. So if you're having a bad day, phone a friend. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> or your husband or your grandson. Yeah. Yeah. We FaceTime a lot. Me I was going to say, thank goodness yeah. for FaceTime. <laughs> the way they kiss the phone is the best thing in the whole uh-huh. world. Uh-huh. Oh, the next one is laugh more. So, Easy. I know. Well, not for everyone. Not for everyone. <laughs> so, if you if you can't think of something to laugh about, obviously, I mean, turn on a show or a comedian or like a sitcom or something to make you laugh more. But I've been at Labors where they both have amazing senses of humor. Is that how you say it? Yeah. And literally she's just laughing through her whole labor. That's awesome. All the way to pushing. And even at that point, still laughing. Like it's, it's so, so true. Like laugh is so great, but boys don't like tell a dumb joke that, you know, she's not going to laugh at when she's in labor right. because she's not going to trust you. That is going to be the opposite. Effect. Yeah. We're going to stop <laughs> the oxytocin flow. Cause she's going to be annoyed at you. <laughs> Yeah. So, and the next thing, which I don't know for sure if I believe, but he says, um, sometimes eating things and specifically bananas, eggs, or peppers. I don't know you guys. Interesting. I know, but I think that I think like not peppers, pepper, like spicy. So I don't know if the bananas like really something cause they're squishy. I don't know. I'm not a banana fan. So I'm like, <laughs> uh, go to something else. Can we put chocolate in there? Hey. Let's just say chocolate. Yeah. I feel like that really is just a something lot of that you love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Also saying, I love you to people more. Um, Interesting. To your family, to your partner, even friends. And he's like, I know that you don't like physically love people, but just to say to someone you work with, I love that about you. Or I, I love that you do that. Just using the word love is just going to help. Uh, massage, obviously. Speaking into existence. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> massage is the ultimate. Mm-hmm. Like, think about the last time you got a massage. Oh, yeah. <sighs> it's just the best. It's the best, right? It's a whole hour of just you time, and you're just being taken care of in such a way that, oh, it's beautiful. So go get a massage. Giving gifts, not receiving gifts, but actually giving gifts to people makes your oxytocin raise because it's... The best thing to see their face when you bring them a gift. It's just so great. Yeah, it releases your oxytocin because you feel so happy about it. This is my favorite one. Pet a dog. (laughs) I love it. Is it not true? It's so true. People all the time when they're doing home births, they're like, should we, we're going to bring the dogs to the neighbor or something. I'm like, no, no. leave the dogs, leave the cats. If you like your dog. Yeah. Leave. (laughs) If they're not like so annoying, but they might be annoying to us, but they're not annoying to you. Right. I highly recommend having your pets around. They bring so much love and happiness and that's oxytocin. So, and they understand too. They, they have this instinct that goes, whoa, she's doing something. And usually they don't leave the mama side. Mm -hmm. They're very, very, very intuitive with their love. Mm -hmm. Um, Hug more. There was like this whole thing. uh, Was it like the hug movement? I don't know what it's called. Have you seen that before where they talk about these people that just hug people? Ugh. Like stand on the side of the yeah, street with a like sign. Like free hug. Yeah. So there's something behind this hugging. Um, I've heard about like parents hugging children who don't have parents to hug them anymore that will like be the replacement parent to hug these people and how beneficial hugging can be. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think that's beautiful. I mean, obviously we don't want to be like hugging creepy people, but 
hugging people that we love and trust is could be very, very beneficial. The first thing I do every morning when I see my husband is hug him. I, we just need yeah. to hug yeah. because it just is like, oh, I'm so happy to see you, mm-hmm. you know. But, I mean, that's after I've worked out. <laughs> I need my endorphins Well, first. We need endorphins and I'm oxytocin. Not, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, I just... Just give me a second. <laughs> I need to wake up. Yeah, I need to wake up first. Give me about a half an hour. <clears throat> um, and then become more trustworthy was the last thing on his list. So when you are a trustworthy person, when people can trust you, you're going to be just expelling oxytocin everywhere because you don't feel like you have to hide if you're not a, like an untrustworthy person. So I thought that was mm. really awesome too because in this whole birth world, I think about the people that we trust the most is usually the people that we have in the room with us when we're delivering. So think about your midwife, think mm-hmm. about your doctor, For sure. think about your partner or your doula. You trust them hopefully so much. And if you don't trust that person that's coming into your birth space, you may not want them coming in. Yeah. And I do hear women say that sometimes, well, the doctor's only going to be there for like the last five minutes. So it doesn't matter. And I'm like, well, not really. I mean, yeah. hopefully, if you really don't want that person there, but that person's still coming. He's He or she is the overwhelming like persona of this yeah. whole thing. They are calling all the shots, yeah. usually when you're in the hospital. So Well, and it's different between liking someone as a person and trusting them. Mm-hmm. So it, it's... You know, you might not want to hurt so-and-so's feelings because they're not invited. Right. But do you trust them? Right. Are they going to stop this flow of oxytocin or promote it? Right. Yeah. I know. And that is such a question that needs to be asked to every person you invite in. Yeah. Especially family members because we all love and trust our our mom, but do we want her at our birth? You know? Yeah. So right. that's something that we really need to think about because remember fear and stress are the two things that cause oxytocin to stop being released so yeah if a person walks in the room you don't have to be afraid of them but what if they stress you out or what if they say something that stresses you out or what if they don't believe in you or what if they say well why are you choosing that (laughs) i've seen that before i'm like why are you here not the time (laughs) yeah like let's talk about this later yeah she's doing something really hard right now but um but yeah, so, so many aspects of, of oxytocin and, and why it's so important and, um, that we need to understand. And not only that girls, but breastfeeding as well. When our baby starts to suck on your breast, mm-hmm. oxytocin is released and it actually causes contractions. There's a really long medical term for this, but I'm not going to try to say it. But it's <laughs> actually in your milk ducts. So it causes your milk ducts to let your milk go. And that in turn is like a contraction. You know that letdown feeling when you feel, me and Morgan both obviously know about this feeling because <laughs> we both have breastfed. But you know that feeling when it just kind of feels like kind of tingling and yep. the milk just kind of drops in. Mm-hmm. That's oxytocin. Heading what? to our breasts to release and contract our breast and let the milk go. Get so, out. and our baby is the one who does that. I mean, I knew us. that happened, but I didn't know it was oxytocin. Yeah, it's oxytocin. Crazy. So this is why when a mom after birth, the best place for her baby 
is right on her chest. Whether her baby is sucking or not, just nuzzling on your breast is going to have oxytocin released into your system. And we need the oxytocin after birth because Mm -hmm. our placenta is coming out soon or has already come out. So we are bleeding. So we need our, our uterus to contract. Yep. And every mama who's had a baby knows after they have their baby and for days after, as soon as your baby latches onto your breast, you feel the contraction in your uterus. Mm -hmm. And this is the very physiological, natural thing that our body was made to do to protect itself. And if we truly can let these systems work on their own and not include medicine unless needed Mm -hmm. and morgan i've been in some situations where we needed a little boost and and that's what it's there for that's what it's there for but it's only about 10 five to ten percent of the time that we need that extra little boost yeah and so specifically at a home birth the first thing we do is latch that baby on you know let's get some more oxytocin flowing because we don't have well midwives do carry pitocin on them yeah obviously but we don't want to use it unless we have to and usually is if we can get a baby sucking, then, you know, we're good. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, but then all through our breastfeeding journey, breastfeeding can kind of be stressful, right? And yeah, there could be can. some fear um, leading up to or, you know, dealing with while we're breastfeeding. But the more we can love, well, <laughs> try to love it, um, <laughs> make ourselves as comfortable as possible before we start breastfeeding, um, get that delicious drink that you want to drink while we're breastfeeding or a a snack just everything that can make you just feel so comfortable and relaxed is going to make your breastfeeding journey so much easier so the more stress we are about it the less milk we're going to produce and that's just that's science you know there's one more thing that I wanted to say about oxytocin yeah (laughs) and I think this might be the most important thing although all the things we've said are very important yeah but not when oxytocin is released, it's not the only hormone that's being released. We also have pain relieving hormones that are released at the same time, um, specifically endorphins or dopamine. Yeah. And so, so oxytocin being released is causing our body to also release endorphins. Yes. And dopamine. Yes. Whoa. So, yeah. So that's why this love hormone is called the love hormone. And I gave you that whole list of things to make you happy. Yeah. It's because when oxytocin is released, you're also getting endorphins and dopamine being released. So it makes you happy. Mm -hmm. So that's why we can handle natural physiological labor so much better. And it usually happens a lot quicker than in in induction. Because when we just are putting pitocin into our veins, we are not getting any endorphins. We are not getting any dopamine. We definitely are feeling fear and stress. Like, is this going to work? I wonder if my body's going to, what is my cervix doing now? Like so many unknowns are happening during an induction versus a woman going into birth on her own physiologically. Yeah. So that's really the most important bit to understanding oxytocin is it's just, there's so many more things that's being Yeah. Well, and endorphins are, I think you said this, but they are pain relievers. Yes. So when people are like, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't possibly have my baby at at home or without, you know, without my epidural. Well, you could if you allowed your body to produce endorphins like it's intended to do. Right. Yeah. There, there's so much to be said about that, but yeah, it's, 
it's so different. People need to understand that physiological birth is so different than an induction. Yeah. And women who have had both will be the first ones to tell you, I don't want to do that again. That was so hard. And I, in fact, heard a certified nurse midwife who worked in the hospital repeat a story to my client that was saying, I don't want Pitocin, I don't want Pitocin. She was like, you know, I used to say, don't worry, it's the same thing that's being released. Um, it just acts exactly the same. It's just going to get you some contractions. But I had a client or I had a patient that had all inductions and she was on like her sixth baby or something. Um, she went into labor on her own. Mm-hmm. She'd been always been induced. Oh. She went into labor on her own and had an accidental home birth oh. because she said those contractions never felt the way a Pitocin contraction felt like. So she just waited it out too long yeah. because she was so, she was comfortable enough. It didn't hurt bad enough to think she needed to go to the hospital. She did not mean to have a home birth, but <laughs> I loved it so much that this very medical professional, she was a, a CNM, but she worked at the hospital. So yeah. they have a, you know, they're, they're very medically trained, but she was willing to tell my client, you know, actually, I understand why you wouldn't. Because I had this experience happen. Crazy. Yeah. So right there, I was like, thank you so much for sharing that story. But I, I know, too. I never had Pitocin. I had babies in the olden days in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't hand it out as freely back then. It wasn't. They Studies show that it is the most overused drug ever. It mm. wasn't. When Pitocin was created, it was not meant to be used the way it's being used today. And in fact, we, we have a shortage and that's what I'm hearing anyway of Pitocin. And they are talking about not doing just inductions just because anymore. And they're only going to do them for medical reasons, which that's the only reason why they should be doing them in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, what woman that hasn't done a ton of research about her body and her baby and she's like, yo, I'm getting an epidural no matter what. So hey, if you're going to do it at 39 weeks, you'll induce me at 39 weeks, I'm getting the epidural anyways. It might be a little bit of a longer time, but I'm ready to get this done. Yeah. You know, and she doesn't know any of this research having to do with her oxytocin and how much better her breastfeeding journey is going to be and how yeah. much less trauma is going to happen to her and her baby. Like if she doesn't know about any of that, then how, re- just recall 39 weeks pregnant. It's miserable. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. And if you have a way out of that, you're going to take, take it. Yeah. But now, but now they're not doing it because of the shortage. <clears throat> That's what I've heard. Huh. Intermountain anyways is saying that, um, we'll see, but procedure was always two bags of Pitocin after every birth at the hospital. So they, you probably already had a bag hung, hung of Pitocin that was already dripping into your body because either you're being induced or they just add it to every medical birth Usually when you get an epidural, they will put Pitocin on because an epidural will slow things down. I'm mm-hmm. saying usually and typically, you guys, I'm not saying every single time this yeah. happens. And yeah. But even in a physiological birth, I have highly recommended my client to say no thank you to that Pitocin because procedure was two bags of it. Wow. And I had nurses say to me, do you want to see a hemorrhage in here today? And I was like, excuse you? No, I would not like to see that. Nobody wants. But she's not bleeding at all right now. And it's been 20 minutes since she's birthed. Like her baby is nursing. She's already cramping. She doesn't need 
Pitocin, but procedural in the hospital, they believe that every woman needs to have it because when you have an induction, and I tell my clients this too, if we have to have an induction, I actually do recommend the Pitocin after the birth because when your body has been overloaded with Pitocin, fake oxytocin, your body may or may not release the oxytocin when it's needed after birth. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like we should probably do what the medical professionals are thinking we should do if you've already had Pitocin during yeah. your labor because it was making your body do something that it wasn't ready to do. Yeah. And so now it's going to make your body do something that we need it to do just in case your body doesn't just kick in. Because your body wasn't, yeah, in the zone yeah. already. Yeah. So, um, but probably about four weeks ago, I was at a birth at the hospital and she, um, she didn't have any Pitocin. First time mom, we came into the hospital, a very physiological labor. She was seven centimeters when we got there. She delivered about two and a half hours after that. It was so awesome. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So proud of her. And I remember this oxytocin that she felt and her partner felt. It was her first baby. I already said that, but, (laughs) (laughs) but me and her and her partner were the only ones in the room just like feeling this overwhelming love of like, we did it. You did it. Oh my gosh. Look at this baby. Yeah. This is so amazing. And I remember me and her and him feeling it and looking at each other and talking about it. But every single other person in the room was just doing their job. They weren't smiling. They were just like robots. And that was the first time that I was like, whoa, this is so wild. I'm so glad I was there to celebrate this moment with them because no one else was. Wow. It was really wild. But the nurse said, we don't have any Pitocin hung, but do you want to do protocol with the Cytotec? And the doctor's like, yeah. So Cytotec is another drug that makes your uterus contract down. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't bleeding enough for it, in my opinion. Um, her birth was very physiological. Everything was fine. But they still gave her Cytotec, which are little pills that do get put into your rectum <laughs> to make mm. you contract. So she did get that, but she didn't get any Pitocin because their protocol apparently a few weeks ago was, well, if it's a physiological birth and she doesn't have Pitocin already hung, because if a bag is already open, then they just dump the rest of it in her. But um, if it's not already hung, usually they go get another bag and hang it. But yeah, anyway, that's just what they did really quick. And So is that because of the Pitocin shortage that, yes. they've, tra- that they've changed to doing Cytotec? Yeah. And she did have an IV in. I'm rolling my eyes right now because she didn't need it, but she had it. And um, so they could have hung Pitocin very easily. And normally they would have. But because of that shortage, this was a new protocol. Like, and I hadn't seen that yet. So I do believe there is a shortage. And then I, about a week or so after that birth, I heard the rumor that they weren't going to just be doing elective inductions anymore. It was just going to be for medical purposes. Because there is a shortage. Interesting. So they're going to let us have oxytocin, you guys. So exciting. That's so good for (laughs) us. Yay, us. But that means that we need to know how to help promote it. Yes, we do. Yeah. Take the fear out. Take the stress out. Your body knows how to do this. Trust your body. Do whatever you need to do 
to bring that love and trust and talk to your baby, talk to your partner, talk to anyone that will help you promote that feel well-being. Yeah. That feeling in your body that you love and trust this process. You got pregnant. Most people got pregnant without any medical personnel, you know, mm-hmm. in a very hopefully loving environment, just straight out of love and compassion and comfort. And why would we be having our baby without that thing too? Mm-hmm. So you guys just, just trust it. Just, just love your body and trust it. It's amazing. Yeah. So I love it. Thank you so much for doing all of that work uh, to research and teach us about oxytocin. I'm really grateful. And I know that there's going to be tons of people who are really grateful to learn about all these things because it really is that important and it really is that beneficial for us to understand how our bodies work so that we can trust them and that trust gives us more oxytocin yes. yeah it's almost like our bodies were made to do this or something it's weird Isn't that yeah. crazy? it's so interesting to <laughs> how me everything just now we have to continue to tell us that we can do this but <laughs> <sighs> our brains are too smart kids are too yeah smart. we need to get a little more primal <laughs> yep well if you If any of our listeners would like to support this podcast, just another reminder, a great way to do so would be to share it with your friends and family and the people that you love. You can also leave us a rating and review. We would really appreciate that. We hope you have a happy Valentine's Day and we hope you enjoyed learning about the love hormone. Uh, make sure to give us a follow on Instagram at the birth village podcast. We've got some really fun things coming up. You don't want to miss it. And if you'd like to contact us for any reason, if you have questions, comments, concerns, suggestions for what we can cover or anything like that, you can reach us by email, thebirthvillagepodcast at gmail.com. We are so grateful to the Southern Utah Birth Village for their support and anyone and everyone that supports us in any way. And with that, we will sign off. Trisha, do you want to handle that for me? Yes. Empowered women empower women. Thanks for listening.